Hello, everyone. This is Jen from Grounded Sounds. My co-host Abel and I are happy to be able to bring you some bonus material over the next few weeks as we will be taking the holiday season to decompress and spend time with our families. So we have some Oklahoma artist and entrepreneur interviews from Americana Fest in Nashville this year, and we hope you enjoy. Thank you for tuning in. You can find Grounded Sounds on Twitter and Instagram at Grounded Sounds, on Facebook, Grounded Sounds OK. We are sending care from our Grounded Sounds family to yours. Happy holidays and happy listening. Thanks so much. I never say your last name, so it's like I want to make sure I say it correctly. And um, I know that, so intellectual property attorney. That's correct. Okay. Patent preparation and prosecution licensing of intellectual property assets. Yes. Okay. So we'll put those like, put that, but how would you like be introduced as far as, is that like you? Yeah, that's good. I get to deal with the most creative, crazy, innovative people in the world. Yes. Figure out how to help them acquire the protection around their assets, the legalism around their things that they create with their hands, their minds, their voice. Okay. And then keep them from either getting stolen or to recover fees or to go out and license the music. So basically, how do I take what you create, protect it, and go out and, and figure out how to help you not monetize it, excuse me, not monetize it. Yeah. Or get some, you know, get some reward. Right. You know. Right. Well, you answered my question because my first question was, how does your work apply to music artists? Um, okay. So you've kind of started yeah. to touch on that, but if you want to expand. Sure. I mean, it starts all the way these days from, you know, it's becoming very complicated. In the old days, you know, you just kind of threw a band together. Mm-hmm. You played, you went out, you got some music in the, you know, your case on the street or something like that. And these days it's getting more complicated where people are wanting to form a corporation, they want to form you know, some corporate entity, you know, they may be crowdfunding for you know, money to start an album, they may yeah. have investors. Mm-hmm. And so that level of kind of sophistication, as I would say, whenever it gets a little bit sophisticated, in comes the lawyers to kind of screw it up. Um, <laughs> you know, and so we try, as I say, we try to help out without screwing it up too badly. Uh-huh. But really, putting the, the ability to put some, um, probably like fence posts around things mm-hmm. so that people can say, this is mine, this is something that I've created. And whether it's just for a ego boost or pride, mm-hmm. you know, to say, this is my work, you know, this is something that belongs to me. Or if it's something, you know, people are out there and they're, you know, a singer-songwriter and they want to license their music or have somebody else perform it, you know, put it in, put it in a legal form that... Uh, protects them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That makes so. sense. I always think about, I mean, artists reaching the certain caliber to have, an, you know, a lawyer, but is that mm-hmm. true? I mean, kind of what do you, you know, what would you recommend for artists? I mean, if they're just getting started, it's good to kind of start looking at these things or when you start to encounter some of these issues and <laughs> yeah, well, it's one of those things where it's, 
you know, everybody always thinks that lawyers are expensive and scary and all that. Mm-hmm. I am less expensive and less scary, <laughs> you know, because you're not coming into me with a problem. Oh, yeah. Because when you come into me with a problem, you know, it's scary. It's going to cost money mm-hmm. to solve it. There's going to be an unknown. People don't like, you know, unknowns. They want to have, you know, kind of things settled. So what I always say is the best time to come in is up front mm-hmm. when you're just starting out and you just want to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to say, what should the, be the things that I should be looking for? Or what books do you recommend of? Or what, you know, websites or blogs? You know, who has information that's accurate? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of some self-help types of things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I like to do, and that's, you know, with Dunlap, what we kind of, uh, philosophy is, is, is teaching people how to do the things that they can do themselves and get off on the right foot so there isn't the significant problems at the back end where you've got band members who are fighting over who owns the music or, you know, that royalties are not being paid somebody's run off with the merch money, you know. Right, where it gets very sticky. <laughs> where it gets sticky and feelings flare up and, you know, and things of that nature. So that's good to know because you can serve as a guide through a musician's journey and, you know, with all of the things that come up for them, and especially with technology these days. I mean, right. there are a lot more questions, I think, um, you know, that musicians are encountering with, you know, different legal issues and sure. how to protect themselves and... Well, it's getting back to kind of the original, you know, for a lawyer or attorney is advisor. Mm -hmm. You know, and most people think of lawyers and attorneys as coming in and solving discrete problems. And what we see, and whether it's lots of anecdotes or things that we've done before, is we can kind of say, hey, don't do this. Or you might want to not go down this path. Or here are the five things to consider. It doesn't really matter which you choose, Mm -hmm. but know what things are, you know, what's the potential outcomes there. So at least you go in understanding of what could happen. Mm -hmm. um, And you can make kind of an informed decision. And so it's easier to do that up front. You know, it's hard to get things, say, back on the trail um, halfway through than it is when you do it right up front. Yeah, so it's there's a lot of preventative information and um, what an incredible resource. Yeah. yeah, so it's fun. And that's, you know, that's where we find, you know, during the day-to-day, I mean, you know, having somebody new come in and explain it in a way that makes sense to somebody else, you know, that really appeals to the teaching side or... You know, all lawyers want to go in and they want to, you know, help and they want to be active and engaged. And you know, that's why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. And so we, sometimes working with, you know, young, starting, you know, actually I should say any age, people who are starting out, mm-hmm. that, you know, that's kind of where it's exciting. Everything is new. Everything is fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an enthusiasm there, you know, and that kind of gives the the energy and the excitement, I would say, to my day. Yeah. Well, and it's, this is a, a cool interview for me because we have worked together on Film Row. And, right. Um, but it's just, you know, I didn't really know some of this information, you know, about what you offer and sure. to artists. And I know we've just never sat down with the conversation. So this we is a great time to do it. And it's, and it's, it's <laughs> kind of funny because, you know, the things we've done with on Film Row are with, you know, the firm and the space. And mm-hmm. as I, I now have to explain people, we do have boring day jobs. <laughs> we don't just have parties. We don't just, you know, put it on events. We actually lawyer and do things. So I'm, I'm having to do it from the back way. You know, usually right. you have to make lawyers look like they're human beings. Now we've got this. Now we're... Yeah, we have you know, 
We have some responsibility. We have some responsibility. <laughs> we, can, we can actually help you get out of trouble or <laughs> lay the groundwork for you know getting off on the right foot. Well, that kind of leads into one of my questions for you is Dunlop Cotting has a community space that you offer uh, to different organizations and events mm-hmm. and even host musical performances and artists. So tell, tell me about your vision for your office and your space. This is, I mean, this is a really incredible space you offer. Well, thanks. It, you know, I would like to say there is a master plan from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I really believe in kind of uh, kind of serendipitous places. And you have paths, you know, choices along the lines. And, you know, I've always tried to follow the, well, why not? Let's try it and see what happens. You know, what, what can you hurt, you know? Yeah, we may look silly. We may, you know, our reputations may be, you know, ruined by something, you know, but that's not really likely. So let's try and see what happened. And it really came down to when we were moving to Film Row, because we bring in lunch every day for our employees, we needed a, a, a food space, you know, lunch room. Mm-hmm. Best place was where there was a garage door. Let's make it glass. Yep. You don't want to look out into a parking lot. So let's put a, you know, courtyard and it was kind of my sneaky way with my partners to develop this kind of indoor-outdoor space mm-hmm. where they never really truly saw it happening right. until it was done. <laughs> you kind of blindsided them. Blindsided like. them. It was great, you know, because I guess I kind of figured out early on that once the infrastructure is in place, mm-hmm. the cost to maintain it and run it is very small. Mm-hmm. And... You know, it really, one of my partners, Nick Rouse, when, we were, when he finally kind of caught on what we were putting out there and everything, he said, we're only going to use it, you know, 2% of the time as an office. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe lunch, maybe when it's nice out in Oklahoma, that's what, five days a year. <laughs> right, we don't um, get many. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially when you're on the west side of the building. <laughs> that's right. Um, and so that was really what it came up to as well. Yeah, if we're only using it 2%, what's the other 98 and that's when we kind of stumbled on this idea of, well, let's let people use it. And we'd already heard back from our clients because we kind of talked to them a little bit before the move. You know, what could we do that would be helpful? And all of them talked about space, whether it was meeting rooms or offices or, you know, the lunchroom, stuff like that. So from an infrastructure standpoint, it became that original idea of, you know, community doesn't need a space, but it doesn't hurt to help have one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of what we've seen. There's lots of, I mean, our Oklahoma City community is absolutely astounding, but they, it, it kind of helps to have that place to get together, to plan, laugh, drink, whatever you want to be doing, but it's all bringing the community together to create something new, move something forward, mm-hmm. you know, advocate for a cause have posted some really interesting events. Tell us a couple of your favorites. <laughs> <laughs> we have, uh, thanks for the laugh though. Yeah, we have, interesting is a good way if, for those of you at home, that's an air quote, so interesting. Um, we've had everything from, you know, I like to say just kind of the, you know, the, the, the typical what you expect, music and art and everything. And then we get into things like the glitter line, which is, uh, a fundraiser for Dead Center and some other nonprofit arts organizations that we put on or been done with. And it's basically a Cirque du Soleil drag show slash rock party in a tent in December, January in our parking lot. I mean, <laughs> yes, you know, wonderful. yes, Kent and everybody, you know, just absolutely transforms it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one night it was kind of interesting in our space. We were having a, a Baptist church did a, a, a 
jazz series of concerts. Mm-hmm. And so you had a very older, very professional crowd, mm-hmm. you know, um, sitting there listening to jazz music in our courtyard. And down the street was the I.O. Um, Biting the Apple or Erotic <laughs> Arbitrance. Um, so we see lots of those juxtapositions down there on film. Yes, um, absolutely. You know, I think my, my favorite is, is I got a text from one of my partners who had shown up on a Saturday night to pick some things up. And the text was, there are there is a naked man in our, in our kitchen. <laughs> and we had been working with a group doing Dr. Sketchy's um, night, art night, where they would bring in basically a um, burlesque performer or something of that nature. Uh-huh. They would, you know, perform and then artists would be sketching them. So it was kind of like a drink and draw or a yes. and draw. But he didn't realize that uh, there, there'd be a, a gentleman that evening. And he was quite surprised to walk in and see a bunch of, because they're in the dark with little lights. And Is he sitting on your tables? He, he was, he, there, they brought in their own little uh, stage. So. And we do disinfect the tables right. quite regularly. Because so. you might have a baby shower the next day. Oh, we have lots of baby showers. We have, I, I've never realized that Pinterest was such a resource because I work on Saturdays because it's quiet a lot. And so we have these baby showers all the time. And every single one of them is different looking. They're decorated <laughs> differently. There are different games. There's, and now I love it because I get to eat the food while I'm there. Right. They always serve you. There's great cupcakes, Oh, great I'm sure. cupcakes <laughs> and drinks and everything else. Mm-hmm. But I, I would never expect that somebody – and that's one of the things that's unique there and interesting is it's not – I say it's it's I would say that it's a cool space, mm-hmm. but it's very simple space, mm-hmm. which yeah. allows people to kind of make it their own. And so I kind of stalk people on social media that tag the space, mm-hmm. and it never ceases to amaze me how different it can look just by some lights and decorations, and you know who's in the space. And, mm-hmm. So it's it's a uh, it, it 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 creates you know it's kind of probably corny to say, but it kind of creates a. Um, like a soundtrack into our office. There's always this kind of rumbling and noise and motion and people coming in and out and kids, you know, there's lots of kids activities that happen. So it's, it's never dull. And, you know, we can all get a little cranky sometimes. We're like, Oh, you know, I gotta get something done and it needs to be quiet. And then you kind of go walk around and you see, you know, the positive tomorrow's homeless kids, you know, doing an art project you know, master class by Mike Wimmer, you know, painting. You know. Yeah. So it's, it's just never done. That's so, that's incredible. I mean, it really, it, it yeah. sounds, it just brings that life and energy into your workspace that you wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, it, and I, everybody's always, you know, saying, you know, what's the value that you've done this, you know, because everybody wants to quantify how much have you spent, you know? Right. And, you know, I always, it's, it's much less than everybody thinks, mm-hmm. which is great, mm-hmm. but it's, really the way I measure is what we get back. We've made friends in the community, you, you know, and, and folks at the film and music office and stuff like that. And so many musicians and artists, people that we never would have really come into contact with, but for that space. Yeah. And, you know, one of the most meaningful stories for me is not the music or the arts, but it was a private party that you could tell you know, some folks that didn't have a lot of funds and money and they had a, a reunion in the space and used the grill and they were cooking out and everything. And the matriarch of the family was talking to me and she got really emotional, you know, that this was the first time that she had been able to get their whole family together. Oh, wow. 
because it wasn't safe in a lot of their families' neighborhoods to have it outside. They didn't have the money to rent a place. No one had a home big enough. And so literally, you know, because of her age, she thought this might be the last home. And so, you know, we get a lot of flack sometimes about people, about our baby showers and, you know, our private events. Mm-hmm. But to, uh, to me and to us, you know, that's just as much a community. It's just, you know, kind of um, defining it in a much smaller way, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it's still community. It's still bringing together a group of people. That's, that's incredible. Well, yeah, you guys have a, an amazing space. It's a really, a, a, it feels very, it's like an urban garden almost. You have a beautiful landscaping and then the metals and the woods and the bistro lights and the deck. I mean, it's just really cool. Um, but, so you guys have hosted a lot of things there, but you're also sponsors of different events and festivals around the country, really around right. the country. And so um, we're here at Americana Fest today in Nashville. So that's, it's, it's really fun to connect. Um, but you've also sponsored, um, you know, Sundance and tell us a little bit about, or Oklahoma. Right. Yep. And so tell us a little bit about um, some of those, uh, some of our, the national events that you've been working on or, or sponsoring or attending. So, yeah, I mean, we've been working, what, is interesting for us is what we do being intellectual property and everything is to have a firm of our size in Oklahoma city is kind of unusual. Um, most big IP standalone firms are in Washington and New York, Chicago, stuff like that. And so for us to be here, we have to be out, you know, we can't, you know, 85% of our business comes from outside 500 mile region of Oklahoma. And so, you know, we're constantly out and involved in other things. And so for us to say, how do we bring Oklahoma to some of these things that we know are, you know, and most of the time is how do we help people? Mm-hmm. You know, Oklahoma is doing, you know, throughout the government and the you know, state and local and just people of goodwill are doing tremendous things. and They just don't necessarily get noticed. Mm-hmm. And one thing I've noticed, you know, kind of Oklahomans don't really like it a lot of times brag be very boastful and so the ability to kind of help shine the spotlight and provide some funds you know it's not a tremendous amount Um, we're still small uh, in that regard but you know to have so that Oklahomans can have a presence at you know Americana or you know to be present at Sundance or some of the other you know film music business you know whether it's entrepreneurs and tech type folks as well you know we kind of look at it as there isn't necessarily a direct return to us format, but the ability to build, to help, it's an investment in our community just as much as the space or anything else. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, um, something, a fun fact I found out about you this week Uh-oh. is um, you're a photographer. I am, yeah. And so you are, you, you're an artist. And um, so I really think it's interesting. You've already, you've, taken a lot of initiative to invest in local artists and the community um but what has the arts uh, personally brought to you in your life I'm curious. <laughs> so um you know i'm a i'm a biochemist undergrad okay. uh, and so science and engineering were always my you know kind of go-to academic studies but art and music i actually played um in the symphony and stuff like that through college as well. So I had kind of a bifurcated left and right brain that I could leave. And it literally in college was my Butler University, my undergraduate, where I went for biochemistry. And then I was able to go to Heron School of Art, IU, for photography and things of that nature. 
I was actually leaving a community and going into another one. So it was a way to kind of take myself out of one situation, go challenge my brain in another situation, and then come back. And so for me, it was it's always been those escapes of okay, you know, something rigorous and scientific. Let's go do something right. And then if it's, you know, you guys say there, it becomes, well, as we were talking last night, you know, the chemicals, you know, which chemicals do well together, then it's, you know, left brain's creeping in there. And and so it was always for me that that, um, juxtaposition of the two things that, you know, it's going to, again, sound corny, but that, you know, kind of soothes the soul or... You know, a lot of people probably would take pharmaceuticals for or they do, mm-hmm. you know, just to kind of say, how do we get back in balance? Yeah. And, and frankly, you know, the art and that, that passion and that dedication that you need on that side for anybody, you know, to put themselves out mm-hmm. there and say, this is me, kind of strips your bear a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, on the law side, when people come to me, it's given me that empathy for them that just walking in that door and being willing to ask some questions or ask for some help is a tough thing to do. Yeah. And so how do, you know, it's, we've kind of seen that in the change of the space from where we were before, which was much more of a typical lawyer, you know, boring, beige Mm -hmm. um, environment to how people are more relaxed. They seem to be much more engaged, willing to open up a little bit more um, on the front end. And so I, I think that that empathy and that compassion that you kind of learn, I would say, through the arts has kind of made me more of a whole person on the, the, the professional side. Yeah. Now my wife's a psychologist. She'd probably say I'm still screwed up. But, you know. <laughs> well, I, the word balance came to mind when you were yeah. talking about that. So that's it's so interesting that you really um, took initiative to find that personal balance with right brain, left right. brain, you know, what you were studying in college and then moving over into music and art and photography. And so, um, and really you've created that within your business. Yeah. I mean, that's just a very, you know, you've expanded out on that. So that's, yeah, that's the thanks. Yeah. I am not, you know, yeah. Now you made me think. It's like it's like we're laying on the couch and psychoanalyzing me here. I know that's right. <laughs> well, I won't put you two on the spot, but I do. Um, you you mentioned to me yesterday, you and and even at the beginning of the podcast that you do like working with young emerging artists. What are a few um, starter points of advice you can offer a young artist? And again, we want to encourage people to come into you. Oh, but right. what's what's a little bit of an elevator pitch to people? Um, from your area of practice and then where can people find more? How can people sure. find you how, in, in D.C.? Sure. I mean, from an elevator, I'm on an elevator pitch, but it's mm-hmm. because that, you know, there is always that dirty marketing, you know, <laughs> right. kind of kind of <laughs> element to it. But it's it's more of the thought process of, you know, we all think when we're going into music or art or podcasting or business, we all have something in our mind where we think we want it to be, Right. You know, you want to be hanging on the Louvre. You want to be playing in Carnegie Hall. You want to be, you know, have your own plane or whatever, you know, business. And as I, you know, but no, many times we don't like to mention what those things are because we're bashful or you don't want to be boastful. But that's the time to think about that and say, all right, if I've got the plan of where I want to be or what I'd like to see, how do I get there? You know, if I'm an artist, what should I be thinking about as far as copyright or how should I be thinking about 
can I use other people's sampling in my music or how should I be protecting my compositions? You know, all of those are kind of those questions of saying just as much as, um, you know, where do I buy my guitar? How do I get from this place, location? It's just all, again, kind of part of it. The Internet's great. There's lots of great information out there. I, you know, caution like everything. You can't believe 100% of it. Right. Um, but usually what we try to do at Dunlap is we say, you know, point to the resources and then bring us in when it gets confusing. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as you can, I always say there's that, that time versus money kind of curve. Do you have more time or do you have more money? If you've got more time, you put in it to yourself to learn a little bit. You know, we don't mind that at all to help educate because it just, again, it just kind of spreads out into the community and gives more people the opportunity to do things. But they're willing to, you know, more than welcome to give me a call. You know, You're right. Absolutely. That, so. Well, and that's, I just, I really appreciate you as a resource because, I, again, I think it's um, a part of being an artist or a music artist that sometimes, and I'm going to include myself as an artist, is sometimes we don't think about, you know, we're, we're creating art, we're creating music, right. we're... Um, just kind of going day to day and then you know you do kind of come across some of these questions that you know people might not have a resource to go to so I really appreciate you know our conversation today and learning more about you know how you can um, just again serve as an advisor and guide to some of these artists who who have these questions and you know yeah, and it, some of these things. you know we have some wonderful resources in the in Oklahoma you know either through OVAC the Oklahoma Visual Arts Coalition mm-hmm. uh, IEO you know the uh, current studios now with Romy and, and Kelsey, you know, that they put on, you know, kind of the business of art or advanced master classes of, you know, how do you go about these different types of things from a business perspective that, you know, are approachable and um, accessible, I think, to everybody. You know, it isn't the suits. It isn't kind of like my panel this afternoon, which was a little geeky lawyerly. Um well, it was a lot of good information it. as well. Well, so, good. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And I got to talk about monkey selfies. Yes. Um, very cool. <laughs> but the, uh, you know, the, to take advantage of that, I think, is the opportunities in Oklahoma to walk up to somebody and ask for help is not in a lot of places. Right. And so if this is your home and this is where you're, you want to at least start your career, I think one of the greatest assets is that ability to walk up and ask somebody for help. Mm-hmm. And 99% of the time, they're going to say yes. Well, I think this is a perfect um, example of, you know, Grounded Sounds really focuses on where local business meets local music. And so I love how our uh, interview has really encompassed that today of, you know, you you guys have a great business going, you have a great firm, and how that really ties into local art and music. And for those uh, of our listeners who aren't from Oklahoma City or may not realize where you are, tell us where you're at and kind of how they can find you. I know you can Google Dunlap Cotting. You can Google Dunlap Cotting. I'm also the only Douglas Sirocco that's out there. Every now and then I Google myself and it's kind of scary. Uh, you know, Dunlap is D-U-N-L-A-P Cotting, C-O-D-D-I-N-G uh, on the web. Uh, you know, it's easy. Just email me at Douglas at Dunlap Cotting. Yeah. Uh, com. Uh, Douglas.Sirocco at Gmail. And believe it or not, I own the domain imetdug.com. Oh, so okay. you can go to imetdug.com and it'll direct you to me as well. That so. is a new fun fact that I just learned right now. Well, it's it's, so it's cool. when you run out of business cards <laughs> or you're out late at night and you don't remember business cards. <laughs> right. And you happen to meet somebody that can help you own your domain of imetdug. I met or, Doug. I met Jennifer or, you know. Oh, that's brilliant. Really nice. 
Yes. So, and I wish I could take advantage. I could take credit for that, but that was my fun moment. Well, I met Doug. That's a great resource. So yep. we'll, we'll uh, guide people to your, your webpage. And um, thank you so much for visiting with me today, Doug. It's okay. really a pleasure. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Thanks.